Hi everyone and welcome to Fidencia's podcast. I'm your host, Jade Fidencia, who's a life coach on helping women awaken the power within. I'd love for you to connect with me on Instagram at Jade Fidencia or on Facebook at Fidencia. So this week I was so excited to be joined by the beautiful Jen Mavros. Jen is a modern day spiritual messenger, host and creator of the Jen Mavros show and the creator of the Mavros method of manifestation. As a voice for the light, she has dedicated her life to helping individuals manifest their solely aligned desires and dreams in life and in business. In this episode, I knew it would be perfect for us to chat about all about manifestation and how we can truly create what we desire out of life. I really wanted to share this episode with you today as we touch upon creating intentions for the new year, which is fast approaching. I'd love for you to join the Fidencia Soul Sisters group on Facebook if you haven't already and share within the group what your intention is for 2018. I hope you enjoy this episode, guys. So let's sit back and start manifesting. Hey, Jen, and welcome to Fidencia's podcast. Hi, love. How are you? I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful to have you on the show today. It's like all about your own journey and about manifesting what we want out of our lives because I know you're the queen of manifestation. Well, you know, I'm not gonna, you, know, you said it. No, I'm just, <laughs> totally just kidding. But yes, I, I mean, I do know a few things about it. <laughs> so Jen, do you want to share a little bit about your own journey, your soul's purpose, and how you got into manifesting your own desires and teaching others? Yes, that was like 20 million questions in one that I love, all of them. <laughs> big questions. Um, <laughs> lots of big, juicy questions. So really, I guess uh, um, the journey began long ago. And no, I'm just kidding. It was really just, I mean, probably when I really started opening up uh, spiritually, when I was really starting on my spiritual journey, I just started noticing and observing things in my own life that I'm like, oh, dang that's pretty cool. Like, how did I just do that? <laughs> Let me see if I can duplicate this. Um, and one of the biggest things that I was able to manifest that I think was the really kind of like the pivot and the shift in my, in my own self awareness around manifestation was I was single. I've always been, you know, up, up until about seven years ago, I was dating single long-term relationships, but mostly single. And I was, I was on a mission to find a man, girlfriend. <laughs> I think a lot of women can relate to that. Yeah. And, um, but it was coming from a very wounded space. I was uh, on a lot of dating websites at that time and just really like hungry for a partner. And um, so doing a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of dating, a lot of unhealthy dating in the sense that I was, it was almost every single night of the week with different people. Mm. And let's just be clear. I just want to be really, really clear. Um, it doesn't mean that anything was like going past first base or even that. It was just, um, <laughs> just, just so y'all don't think I'm like some, uh, whatever you might assume, but um, <laughs> so, so just anyway, throwing I, it out there, just throwing it out there. So I, I, I it was really just kind of a, a wake up one day and I was like, what the freak am I doing? Mm. And so I, I really kind of just did some self-reflection and mulling things around. And I'm like, this is not who I am. Like, what am I doing? And so I was like, well, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to just take some time away, which was totally what I didn't want to do. Mm. I was still wanting to like go out there and, and find a man. And so I took about, it was approximately, about a year off and um, 
really just started working on myself, growing myself, deepening myself in my soul, my soulful journey and learning what I could about myself in the personal development realm, reading lots of books. I was, you know, exercising all the time and really just loving on my body and becoming more comfortable with being alone. And, you know, every single night before I went to bed, this is just something that I did. I wasn't like trying to be deliberate or intentional with this. I would lay there and um, you know, just kind of daydream and dream about what it would be like to have the most perfect person that complimented me and somebody who I would love to spend the rest of my life with journeying and traveling and learning and growing and loving and, you know, all that stuff. And I can tell you that a lot of nights, many nights, in fact, I would cry myself to sleep, but not because I was like lonely or like, oh, woe is me where's my man? Nothing like that. It was, it was like, I'm just, I'm so grateful. Like I, I was truly like almost charging nowadays. I would say I was charging my manifest manifestations energetically. I was like juicing them up. And I can tell you that when you feel what you want to feel, when you're looking to manifest something that will supercharge your manifestations. And that's what I did for about a year. And I can remember even saying like, angels send me my angels. Angel, like I'm already madly in love with this person and I don't even know who he is. And when I finally got to a space where I, I felt like I was ready to start dating because I felt more grounded in who I was, I didn't feel like I was coming from that wounded space of um, feeling like I, I didn't want to be alone because um, I was comfortable not being alone. And it, literally the first person I started talking to was my now husband who is, is truly my, my, my twin flame, my soulmate, the absolute perfect person person for me. Um, and so that was when I was like, oh, dang, this manifestation stuff is pretty cool. Like, what did I just do? And I kind of just started chunking it down and, and putting it almost to like a process so that I could replicate it. And I was a guinea pig in my own life. So I would guinea pig myself and try it with different things. And sure enough, it really truly worked what I was doing. And, um, so I, you know, I manifested a lot of material things and I manifested money and I, I, I don't want to, I don't, I, I want to be really clear that manifestation is not just a space to manifest material objects or things. It's also a space for you to call in partnerships and relationships and sisterhood and really beautiful things that complement our life and opportunities and experiences. And, um, and so it's just a really beautiful space uh, for, for really just developing yourself, which we can go more into, but you know, now, now in the present moment, I mean, to kind of go to your next question, like my soul's purpose is, uh, what I call loving humanity forward. And so I do that inside of my business. I'm really grateful that my business is a vehicle for, for me to be able to serve and contribute outside of myself. And at the same time, I'm fulfilling my own soul's passions and, um, growing myself. And I'm able to do all of that, you know, in, in what I do now. Yeah, so I love that. So grateful. And um, you Thank really you. are shining your light because I'm a big believer on you find your gift and then you share your purpose with others, which you really yeah. are doing. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And I love yeah. how you say also, Jen, like with your experience of dating, sometimes people can have a certain goal and be pushing and pushing and pushing and forcing it to happen because they want to achieve this goal. 
Mm-hmm. I love how you kind of surrendered and was like, okay, I need to take a step back, create space for me and tune into more your feelings. I think that's really important because sometimes we can want something, but the vibration that we're giving out to the universe is totally different with what we actually want. We can, so say for example, we want to achieve um, a relationship, but then we're feeling not good enough in our own space. We're not feeling our own love for our own body. So how are we actually going to attract that into our life if we're not in alignment? Do you feel that is really important for you to, to create that space for yourself? Oh, your own path? yes. Oh, yes. There's like so much here that I would love to like, I could spend days talking about this <laughs> stuff. But I mean, kind of um, nutshelling, I really believe that our feelings and emotions are are like our, our guides. They're coming to bring us messages, messages about life, about our journey. But they also, when we're able to get into a state, when we can change our state of being in that present moment, if we're being deliberate with looking to manifest something, um, you, you ultimately have to be the vibration that you're looking to call into your life. So if you're looking to create X, Y, and Z, you have to be in the state and feel emotionally and energetically you have to be a vibration of that thing that you're looking to create X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there are, there are many tools and practices that you can do to do that because sometimes it, it is challenging to like, okay, well, if I don't have it, how do I know, what do I know what it's like to have something like that? So, you know, I, I use the example of like, so let's, let's talk about like something easy, like a material object, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was manifesting my dream car, Uh, One of the things that I actually did was after I got clear on what it was that I wanted, I rented the car. I rented the car that I wanted to drive. And so I would feel what it would feel like to hold my hand in the steering wheel. I would feel what it felt would feel like when I was sitting my high knee and my body in the chair. How did it hold and fit my body? What did it feel like when I put my my elbow on the armrest? Did it keep like slipping off? Was it comfortable there? Was it too high? Was it too low? What did it feel like when I would turn the air on? And I live in Las Vegas, so it's super hot here during the summer. (laughs) What would it feel like if I was driving down the highway with my air conditioning on that I'm so grateful for? (laughs) With my favorite music, yes, bumping along the highway. And I've got the the air conditioning like blowing my hair around. Like, what does it feel like to feel like I already have this thing? So I rented a car. Um, you know, I would, I would, I mean, visualization is super powerful as well. They say you've got to see it in your mind before you can create it in reality. Mm. Um, but the other thing that I want to touch on too is, you know, there's a lot, uh, and I've, I'm guilty of this myself. That's why I can speak to it. This is why I know it so intimately. I have this process that I call soulfully aligning. And I've created a lot of things and manifested a lot of things in my life that were not necessarily soulfully aligned, meaning they were created um, and manifested from what I call surface level wants, things that I thought that I wanted because I saw them, you know, outside of myself. And I'm like, oh, that would be cool. I think I want that. Or I see it in a, a, like there may be some comparison going on with people that you have in your life. Or if you own a business, you know, comparison, you think you should be further along in certain things. And so you, you're, you begin manifesting from something that's not uh, soulfully aligned with you and your purpose and your, your passions in the world. And so I, I really believe that um, self-awareness and asking yourself probing and empowering questions to gain the clarity that you need in order to step, in a, step into uh, a very empowered space is 
so huge. <laughs> so, 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 so huge. Um, and, and one of the questions, like just we were talking about, one of these questions in this process is, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel in my life? And it could be, how do I want to feel today? How do I want to feel in this moment? How do I want to feel in this season of my life? Because our life is very cyclic. It's not a very linear, you are born and then you die and that's it. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very, like a, a circular pattern of, um, that goes around, like where we go through these cycles and seasons of our life. So how do I want to feel in a season? And still giving, and I, this is personally, this is my own belief um, and the, the way that I like to do it is I like to give space and room for me to be able to, like you were saying earlier, surrendering into the arms of the universe to be able to co-create with the universe. Because I am not just um, somebody who wants to just self-serve myself where I want this, I want that. Um, I actually really truly want to make a contribution outside of myself to the world and make make a make an impact as much as I possibly can and serve and love on as many people as I possibly can. And I know that there are things that I don't know a dang thing about. Mm-hmm. So I have to trust the higher power, whether you call that the universe, God, spirit, source, um, what, whatever that is for you, your higher power, surrendering into and leaning back into uh, the co-creation. That's where the co-creation element comes in and trusting that there is this higher power that is here to support you and here is here to provide and love you. And, um, yeah, holy cow, I could just go on on a tangent. (laughs) It's so true. And that's really where the magic happens. I feel is like when you really trust and you are here, not to just for your own desires and your own goals, but to actually show love and gratitude and support other people on their journey because we're all a collective consciousness right so it's really beautiful to support other people on their journeys and I think that the more you do that the more things become in alignment on of your service is more abundance because the universe is full of abundance not just for yourself but for everyone yeah absolutely it's um you know one of the reasons why I love manifestation is because I call it it's like it's the space where infinite possibility lives. It's where all the magic happens. And for me, the way that I define manifestation, I actually like to call it divine manifestation um, because I feel that it is this beautiful, like harmonious dance with the universe to, to really co-create, you know, not only your life, but also ha- help shape the ripples that come out, come out from you. Um, and so, you know, it just, just like, just give you an example Um, When I was first starting, I think that a lot of people can probably relate to this. So when the movie The Secret came out, it feels like it was so long ago. Um, That was actually like the catalyst that started me on my journey, literally. And I was like, you mean I don't have to be, wait, you mean I'm responsible? Like, wait, you mean I don't have to be a victim of circumstance? Mm. And um, so that really opened up my scope of understanding to begin my, my process and my journey. And so when I started learning more about the law of attraction, at least from the people that I was, you know, observing it from and feeling the energy, because I'm, I'm a big feeler, if you didn't, if you couldn't tell already. Um, <laughs> so I was feeling like almost like the law of attraction was like, I'm going to ask the universe for this thing and I'm going to demand that it gives it to me. I want this, therefore it is. Mm -hmm. And it just felt very like self-serving. 
And so it never really like sat with me very well. I wanted to be able to, like I said, contribute. Like, I don't want to just like suck dry, like the things around me. Like I want to, you know, be able to share and love and give. And and so, you know, I have um, in my practices and what I teach my clients and the people that I love, you know, is, is back to this whole cyclic thing, like the natural rhythm of the universe is it's not only up, but there's down. There's not only in, there is out. And if you think of like the waves of the ocean, the waves come in and the waves go out. Like that's just the natural kind of process and rhythm of our, of our world. And so it's the same thing with manifestation. If you're going to ask, it's, it's, it's perfectly okay to receive because as you said, we live in an infinite, abundant universe it is a matter of like, okay, let's make sure that we're also giving. Let's, let's complement the asking and the receiving with the giving. Um, and so I, I do talk a lot about altruism and, um, and really serving others as well. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I love how you touched on the secret because that was my biggest shift as well. Because at the time I was kind of in a rough patch <laughs> and things wasn't going my way. And when I first read the secret, I was like, no, that can't be right. Because... <laughs> I was like, how can, I've not attracted this. Like, there's no way yeah. that I've attracted this. And I know sometimes there's a big shift when you realize that you are the creator of your life and that everything is happening for you, not against you. Yes. So what would yes. you say to people who are in the transition of, well, I've not attracted that into my life? Or do you know where I'm coming from? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really important to just, uh, start where you are and know and trust that where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. I'm a firm believer of divine timing. And even though, you know, cause I've really, I've sat in contemplation and meditation with this. And I'm like, you know, when I was kind of starting to really teach manifestation earlier, like, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I did not want to manifest that. <laughs> like, um, but I, I'm not really sure why that came into my life. Or like, if I find myself in a messy space of my life, I'm like, why did I call that in? Like what's going on? But it's also like, we're here, you know, at a, as a soul con contractual level, we're here to learn a lesson or a series of lessons for our soul's evolution. And so it's important to just hold space for that and to just trust that process that there are sometimes there are things that we have to navigate through that may be very messy and they may have, they may force us to learn through a messy space that is painful and that does hurt. But again, understanding that that's the wholeness of life with the messy comes the beautiful with mm. the good comes the bad with the light comes the dark. It's the wholeness of life. And so, um, and I, and I think that an another thing worth mentioning, if we're, we're looking now, if we're going, that's from like the soul level, if you're looking at it from like a human level, from the level of the mind, the subconscious mind is so huge when you're looking to manifest and create your life. Um, because if you have a belief system or you believe something about the way that the world works or believe, you know, you, maybe you don't feel like you're worthy of manifesting money or you don't deserve something um, or you don't think it's possible. Um, whatever your subconscious belief systems are, that's really what's running the show when it comes to manifesting. So you have 
have to make sure that your, your belief systems are in alignment with what it is that you're looking to co-create with the universe. Because if it's not, there's no way you're going to manifest it. Um, I, I, I think I heard this analogy from like uh, Dr. Joe Vitale or something who was like from The Secret. Um, it's, it's almost like you have this rocket pack that's strapped on your back. And the moment that you flip, flip on the on switch, like the little like fire spurts like come out the bottom and you start to raise, raise up off the ground so you can like fly around in the sky and whatnot. But if you have a belief system that is contradicting your manifestation, what you're looking to call in, it's, it's, it will be like when you flip the on switch for that rocket pack and you start to shoot up, this belief system will keep you anchored on the ground. You'll just fall back down to the ground. It will, it'll like neutralize your manifestation. And that will show up in the form of resistance, procrastination, um, just weird stuff that you, you end up bringing into your life. You're like, where, where did that come from? Um, or, or it's, it's, you just hit this like invisible ceiling. Um, so, so working on our mind in, in when we're looking to manifest is so, so important. Our mindset, our subconscious mind, and being aware of the belief systems that we hold about whatever it is we're looking to, to manifest. Mm, and I think the subconscious mind is so important to touch upon because we can have these limiting beliefs or self-belief about ourselves imprinted from when we are from children. Yes. So it can be like when we're trying to run a business and then as a little kid, we were told, oh, we're not good enough at a certain thing at school. It can really affect us later on in life. And then we're struggling to find out why isn't manifesting how we want it to be. Mm-hmm. So what's yes. your thoughts, Jen, on like, um, because I know that you believe that we can rewire the subconscious brain. So yes. what tips would you share on people who have these limiting beliefs? How can they shift that? Yeah, no, that's actually a really great question. So this is definitely more than just, just, you know, it's definitely more than just like a quick little like run over answer that I'm going to give you right now, but I'll definitely give you some meaty stuff. It's certainly a process. And one of the biggest things that I, I work with my clients on this all the time and, and myself included, this is something that I'm always in a state of working on in my own life is the space of self-awareness. And so if you, if you feel like, let's just use money, cause a lot of people want to, they want more money in their life. Yeah. If you're not manifesting more money, or you almost kind of come to like a cap where you're not able to go past a certain um, financial, um, you know, space in your life. Um, it's it's important to to identify what you believe to be true about money. So what? So you can ask yourself like, what what are my beliefs about money? What do I believe to be true about money? Now, when I did this exercise for the very first time, I came up with a lot of stuff. I mean, there were like there were like twenty. 23 things that I wrote down about money um, pertaining to that were actually limited beliefs. And the, the very first one that I started to work through was that I believed that money was evil. When I was little, um, you're, so let me just back it up. So your subconscious mind, um, when you're between the ages of zero and seven years old, so actually when you're in the mommy's womb, in your mom's womb, this is when this process begins. So zero to seven years old, you're like this little tape recorder. And I learned a lot of what I I know about the subconscious mind. If you're looking to learn more about this is through Dr. Bruce Lipton, who wrote an incredible book called The Biology Belief. Um, he's an incredible resource who talks about not only the science, but also the spirituality aspects of this. Um, so, so you're like this little recorder. You're like this little sponge who is just wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, as they would say, just going through life. And you really rely on your parents. You rely on the people and the things around you to, to really kind of like 
teach you the ways of the world, to socialize you, teach you what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Like, no, you don't, this is so random. No, you don't go poop outside, like next to a bunch of people, like mm-hmm. teaching you about toilets and teaching you about, you know, potty training and, and so forth. Like, but more, more obviously bigger scale than that. Um, and many, in a, a wide variety of things. So you're learning these things from your well-meaning parents, how to operate and function in the world. You're learning from well-meaning grandparents and from family friends, um, from your friends, your, your little circle of friends, um, the things that you experience as well, whether that's, um, maybe at one point when you were like four years old, you fell down the stairs and you cracked your head open. And that then created this deep fear around, um, like a spider that you saw that made you fall down the stairs. And so now you've created this belief system about spiders and stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, belief systems can look like anything. I mean, the most random stuff can come up that you're like, whoa, what? That doesn't even make sense. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, so anyway, um, so it's a through, like I said, through experiences that you've actually experienced in your life. So there are many things that can really contribute to your belief sets. Now, here's the thing. The subconscious mind is just trying to keep us safe and not from dying. And so it will record everything. Um, and, and just, it's, it's, it's like a well-meaning friend who's just trying to keep you, who's got your back and just trying to keep you safe. And if you have a belief system that, um, you know, was created that, like I said, contradicts what you were looking to, to change or move out of or manifest, your, your, your subconscious mind kicks in. And it's really what's running the show. It's a million times more powerful than our conscious mind. So a lot of people think that you can just willpower your way through things. So like when we have, you know, the first of the year, once January hits, a lot of people go into the New Year's resolutions. Mm. Well, they don't work. New Year's resolutions, as well-meaning as they are, they don't work a lot of, most of the time, like 99% of the time, because you're, you're, you're trying to force your willpowered way through that. But it, most of the time, there's some sort of belief system that's at play that's trying to keep you safe from that which you're looking to, to create in your life. Um, so I totally just went on a tangent on that, girlfriend. <laughs> No, it's good. Yeah, so when bring we become, you back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very um, important to touch upon. So when we become aware of these um, beliefs, Jen, oh, yes. what's the next step that we can do to, okay, there's the belief, that's what's holding us back. There's the resistance. How do we let go of that, so to speak? Yes. Thank you for reminding me what the initial question was. Um, <laughs> it's so good. I do this all the time. <laughs> so, okay. So that, so initially asking yourself, like, what do I believe about this? Okay. I have this this uh, really cool little process that I'll walk you through. So the next question is, or the next, the next piece is actually to give gratitude. Um, mm-hmm. You, you want to put it in a phrase. So like my, my belief was I, um, you know, money is evil. I believe, and I don't believe this now, but I'm just saying like example, I believe that money is evil. Um, so I would write that down. I believe that money is evil. That's my belief about it. And then I would actually just honor that. I would just sit in a space of gratitude with it for just, even if it's just a moment, because like I said, the subconscious mind was holding onto this belief system because it was trying to keep us safe and from dying. So I show it a little gratitude is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, the next, the next piece is I actually ask myself permission. I'm like, do I, do I want to give myself permission to, to have an empowering belief instead of this disempowering belief? And I can tell you that sometimes the answer is no. Um, sometimes there is still some reason on a soul level that it's serving you to some capacity. 
So it's again, just feeling, tapping into your intuition to feel, feel through that. Um, and then the final piece is actually, what would you rather believe? Ask yourself that, what would you rather believe? Um, and for me, uh, I, I began to say the mantra, I believe that money is spiritual. I actually believe that money is an extension of who you already are. So if you are a well-meaning, well-intentioned person, money will amplify that. It will amplify your love. It'll amplify your good intentions. Um, if, and so I knew for me, obviously I know that I'm coming from a good space. Like I don't have bad intentions. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was an, ex it became an extension of who I am. Money will be able to amplify that. Um, and so worked my way through that. Um, another thing that you can do that's really helpful in working on your subconscious mind is looking at the things that you do on a daily basis. So your habits, once you've come into that self-awareness space of what, what belief you have, what belief you'd rather have looking at, uh, okay, so what habits do I do on a daily basis or regular basis that are actually disempowering me? And they're aligning up with this disempowering belief system and kind of stepping into awareness around that. Um, on the other end as well, you want to look at things that are also empowering. So are there habits that you can add into your daily regiment that actually are empowering habits? So working in, and there's a lot more that I can say about habits, but um, looking at your habits, what you're doing on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important. And as well to become aware of it. And as soon as you become conscious of it, you can really do this work to shift that mindset. And I know, like, I love how you're saying about the money because a lot of people do want to create more money. And I know that it's not just material abundance that we want to create. Of course. But with, like, I love how you say it's like a spiritual exchange and a further existence of who we are because at the end of the day when we have money we can help other people we can and if we have money for good intentions it can be a beautiful thing and it's just an exchange of energy when you really look at it mm -hmm. from that space because I know myself like I had a lot of limiting beliefs with my money because it was I grew up with my mom and dad who always worked hard for their money and they always told me money doesn't grow in trees <laughs> and that you have to work so hard and when you get it like quite a lot. You have to give it away because you don't want to be greedy. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think yes, a lot of people absolutely. feel like they have to work really hard and then when they get it, they absolutely. need to make it last. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Those are all, all beliefs that can be, you know, set to a more empowered belief set for sure. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So I love all the tips you've shared, Jen. I think that's awesome. And the listeners Thanks. will benefit heaps from that too. Awesome. So Jen, how often do you manifest? Like, is this something you do on a daily basis to touch in with your feelings? Because I know lately I just did my own manifestation. <laughs> so I did like a mm -hmm. script. I um, don't know if you've heard of it, but I wrote like a script of how I wanted my life to manifest, how I wanted to feel within the next three months. And I basically did like a diary, but in the future tense. And everything manifested into how I wanted it to be. But... I know a lot of people don't really want to do this because it's kind of like predicting your future, right? And people want to just be spontaneous or a lot of people talking about just go with the flow. What's your thoughts on this and how do you, do you set goals or how do you go about it? Oh my gosh, this is such a huge question. I love that you've asked this. <laughs> oh my, I'm like, where do I even start girlfriend? Okay. So when it comes to manifestation, it's, it's important to know that you're never not manifesting. We are literally, we are creators. We're co-creators. It's something that we're always doing. Um, and so it's, it's in 
in the space of becoming a deliberate or an intentional manifester is what you're talking about, right? Where you're writing down your goals, you're setting forth what you want, you like your future self, you're identifying your future self and what that looks like. Um, that's deliberate or intentional manifestation. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, if you've ever woken up and you're like, dude, why did that, what is going on? It's, 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 like I said, it's perhaps something that you created yourself. So it's taking ownership that you, you are not a victim in the circumstance and it, or may very well be a powerful lesson that you're moving yourself through that you're going to be able to come out the other side and, and, and have some, some more sacred wisdom. Um, so with, okay, let me just talk about flow for a second because I, I'm actually, um, really, really uh, immersed in the flow space right now. I talk a lot about it because um, I think that it's, it's almost kind of this next step of manifestation. It's kind of like the step after manifestation. Mm -hmm. um, so the flow space, like going with the flow, um, I, and I can speak only from my own life because obviously I'm Jen and I'm not living anyone else's life. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've dedicated my life to like I said, loving humanity forward. And there are a series of things that I do inside my business that I do on the regular that I feel are contributing to loving humanity forward. And so for me, I've dedicated my life to being a vessel, to supporting others in their own journey, to be a mirror of reflection back for people to really show them how magnificent they are. Um, Cause a lot of people forget they, they, they don't really think that they're great and amazing and their divine radiance is, is maybe dulled. So I like to mirror that back to people. So that is what, what I've, I've become really clear about, like my mission, my soul's purpose in life. And so there are definitely things that I get very, very clear about in like, if I'm looking at the arcing, the overallness of my life, um, love is, is, is my core desired feeling. That's so important to me to not only give love, to receive love, but also to be an embodiment of love. Like, what does it mean for me to actually like, we are, that's our natural state as a soul. So from a soul level, like we are love how can I be love? Like literally show up and be love. Mm -hmm. Um, and so another, another core, core thing is all about unity. So, so how can I, um, you know, what, what, what am I doing in my life to either create unity for other people or connection or community or sisterhood, um, or feel like I'm a part of that. So for me, I've actually chunked way up in what I desire for my life. Um, like, like I said, these are the main core um, elements because I trust so much in my own intuition in feeling how I want to feel. So I'm always asking myself, how do I want to feel? Um, because that's truly like my guidepost. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and let me just side note, there are definitely things that I like, maybe it's an opportunity. I'm looking to manifest this opportunity. I'm looking to like manifest maybe a material object. Yes, that I still do that. But I'm, I also look at manifestation on a whole like the whole level of my life, I, I, I choose to be in a space of flow, which is in a constant space of surrendering. So I get clear on what my intention is. What is my intention here? How do I want to feel? Okay, I'm clear on that. Let me surrender back into the universe and, and listen. So I ask empowering questions. Like, uh, you know, one of my main mentors right now is the incredible Michael Bernard Beckwith. And he has these series of questions 
Like for instance, what is the universe seeking to express through me? I ask myself all the time, what is the universe wanting to like, when the universe pours itself into me, what am, what, what, what needs to come out? What, what can only my unique perspective, my unique soul signature, how can I, what, what am I looking to express? And so that comes, once that happens, then it becomes, okay, what am I inspired by? Like how do I, I feel inspiration. When I feel inspiration, that's like go mode for me. I move in that direction. Mm-hmm. Whenever I start to see synchronicities, which I call like sparkling intersections, it's something that just catches your eye a little bit more or the things that appear to be coincidental. Like, oh, that's yeah. such a coincidence. I already, I heard about that book like three times already. I trust that that is like, there's probably something there. So I investigate that book. Um, another really amazing question that, that my Bernard Beckwith talks about is how much power can flow through me. And so instead of asking yourself disempowering questions, like, why don't I have enough money? Why am I always so broke? When you're, when you ask yourself, what's trying to emerge in my life? What is the next step that I am to take right now? Um, Like I said, I move through that inspiration. I move in the flow of life. Um, And there are times and then I think it's also good to talk about the map masculine and the feminine right now. Cause, mm. um, flow space is very masculine and feminine. So let me give you an example. So I don't know about your listenership, how much they know about masculine, feminine energy. Um, but masculine, when I say masculine and feminine, it doesn't mean man and woman. It just yeah. means the energy of, um, so, so feminine energy is the creative space. It actually can feel sometimes dark because it's going into the, your intro, intro respect, um, reflection. You're going within yourself. Um, and so I love feminine space because it, it is that creativity. It's the space to move around. Um, and the masculine is actually like the more linear point A to point B moving you forward. Um, and we, we, we toggle between both of them. We embody both of them. That is both of them, uh, to make us whole. Um, and so it's not like you're one or the other, you're a beautiful blend of both of them. And so in the flow space, I'm, I'm, I'm just being very deliberate with where I am. Um, in those, those energies, whether it's masculine or feminine, depending on what I'm flowing into or out of, et cetera. So. Yeah. I love that Jen. And I love how you've touched upon the masculine and feminine, because um, I know that you probably feel this too. The rise of the feminine is. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) um, And with the consciousness around all of us. And I feel like we are creating more of that space to trust into our intuition and to just more curious with life. So I love how you say like, if you're seeing these coincidences or hearing things a few times and you're like, oh, maybe I'd be interested in that. Maybe I'll just go and try it out. And instead of just being like, oh, I'm not sure where it's going to lead me, just kind of follow the breadcrumbs and see where yes. it takes me. And I think that can be just such a beautiful process is just to go with the flow, see where it takes you. And in doing this, sometimes this is where like beautiful opportunities arise or you meet beautiful people or yeah, just it really gets you into that creative being present space instead of just worrying and do, do, do yes. like the masculine is kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Ab- no, ab- absolutely. So yes, there are things that I'm very deliberate in manifesting in my life. Like I said, a computer or an opportunity mm-hmm. or something like bringing a person into my life. Um, but I live the overallness of my life is living in that flow space and it's living from inspiration to inspiration. And I love that you just said the breadcrumbs. Cause I talk about that too. I, I follow the divine 
slightly dropped breadcrumbs. <laughs> and, um, and I, I really truly trust that my, my emotions are, are, um, they're leading me. They're, they're messengers that are supporting me in my life. So, yeah. I'm a big believer in that too, because I think you just mentioned some like really powerful questions to tune into our feelings and to just p- touch base with, okay, so how am I feeling today and how can I best serve myself and others? Because a lot of the time we're just on the do, do, do and the go, go, go that we don't really touch base with ourselves and tune mm-hmm. into our own feelings, especially with growing up. We're kind of teach the opposite to not really tune mm-hmm. into certain feelings and to not be such a girl to kind of man up you know how it is oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and that's been a really big shift in my lifestyle as well is just to tune into okay so if I'm trying to make a decision like okay so how does this feel and mm-hmm. does this feel right for me right now and I think asking them powerful questions really does lead you in the right direction for yourself absolutely um I, 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 yeah, I, I absolutely love that. And one of the things that just came up for me that I'm actually in the process of really like simmering and boiling it down for, for my life. And I think this is since we're moving into the new year um, and it might sound kind of cheesy. I think, I, you know, there's probably been, you might, you might've heard people doing this, but I think that, that having a word or maybe like two words that you really want to embody for the year, I think is really an amazing place to start because that also uh, not only does it honor flow space, but it also honors divine manifestation. Um, so I'll give you an example. So three years ago, uh, I was on a mission to really up my revenue and my business. And, you know, I knew that I was on the right path. I knew that what I was doing in my business was totally aligned with who I am, how I want to show up in the world and what I want want to contribute. Mm. But I'm like, but I'm not making enough money. I need some revenue universe, like hook a system up. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I set my focus on really generating some revenue. And so for those next two years, um, I found myself mostly operating in the masculine energy, which was the go, 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 push, push, push. Mm. Just, I was pumping out projects like a mofo and I didn't give myself enough feminine energy and a feminine Base to really rest and relax because it was just, I was, con- I was running a marathon for two years straight. And so at the end of last year, I actually came to a very messy space in my life. Um, Felt burnt out. Yes. Yes, girlfriend. It was such burnout, overwhelm. And I was like, okay, I do not want to feel like this ever freaking again. And yeah. so I asked myself again with these, these probing intrinsic questions, okay, well, here's how I feel. I feel freaking overwhelmed right now. And this, this is not okay with me. Okay. So let's be empowered. We're not going to play victim here. So then how would I rather feel? I would rather feel, hmm, and I sat with that for a while because I didn't know what the opposite of overwhelm felt like. Um, so finally, once I sat on it and I marinated in it, I really came up with spaciousness. Mm-hmm. So for the next year, for this whole year of 2017, my word of the year was spaciousness. I want to create spaciousness for myself to honor, um, you know, where I am, what I want to create, how I want to show up. And, um, and that was a really beautiful way to, to be in alignment with the, the goals that I began setting and the, the desires and the dreams that I then set from that. So if you look at that as like at the tippy top of like a tree, so my so spaciousness is the word, it is the intention that I'm creating 
creating for the year. Okay, what, what types of things do I want to create this year? What do I want to do this year? And in the planning of my year, if it wasn't aligned with spaciousness, it wasn't something that I did. Mm, I um, and so, yeah. And so it's really powerful. Um, but, but again, I just want to side note, it's important to, to continually stay in tune with yourself because there may be a space where you're like, I'm over spaciousness or like, I'm over whatever I'm, I'm ready to like move out of spaciousness. And maybe that's just six months or maybe it's just a quarter. Yeah. Um, so again, just tuning into yourself and having that self-awareness. Yeah. I love that because goals can change. And I think that's what, um, Mm -hmm. people need to um, tune into a bit more because like you said, that can be a year goal, but it doesn't have to be the whole year. It can just take six months, three months, two weeks, whatever you need. And then you feel like, okay, I've had enough. I need to move on now. Just really touch your face with what works and resonates with you. So I love how you say that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So Jen, so, do you just, would you say that spaciousness, visualization, and meditation are the key elements you use? Like I know people talk about a vision board or scripting. Do you not use any of that tools? Like, would you say them three are the, your toolkit that you go to and have been really powerful in your manifesting? You know, I think that that's, that's actually a really powerful question because um, I really believe that it depends on where you are in your journey. Like wherever you're meeting this conversation, it really just depends on where you are because you're not going to compare somebody who's like, like a Buddhist monk who's meditating for like, and I'm no, in no way am I comparing myself to a Buddhist monk by any means. I'd want to be clear on that. Like whenever would I can, would you, would you compare yourself to a Buddhist monk who like, like as a meditation expert, right. Mm. To yourself who maybe you meditate once a week, or maybe like for me, I'm meditate every day. Um, but I would never compare myself to that. So it's, it's almost kind of like, um, there are definitely things that you can do that support you for me in my journey where I am. Um, I don't have a vision board, um, because I've, I've conditioned myself. I've really, um, strengthened the muscle of visualization. Your your vision board is in your mind. (laughs) Yes. Thank yes. That's exactly. Yes. So it's, it's already in my energy. it's already in my field of awareness. Um, it is really powerful for some people to, to, when you're starting on this, to see something outside of yourself so you can really like lock in your focus. And mm. there will be times that maybe I feel like I want to lock my visual, like my eyeballs on something tangible to really call that into my own internal landscaping so I can visualize that and feel the feelings of what it feels like to be with that um, or to be that. to create. Um, so it just, I think it depends on where you are. So if you're, if you don't have a vision board, it's not like you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Let's just be clear on that. (laughs) Um, so uh, meditation, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of meditation for me. It's literally changed my life. I do everything in the space of meditation, um, contemplation, just inquiry to the universe, um, channeling. I download, you know, wisdom that's bestowed upon me that I'm lucky enough to get, um, you know, and I'm able to share that with, with, with clients or with myself or family or friends or whatever, um, forgiveness practices, gratitude practices. Um, when I'm looking at my, my inner child, like my young, the young Jen, if I need to talk to her and kind of coach her through some things, I will call in, you know, younger Jen, um, just chilling out. I just want to relax. I do everything in meditation. And so for me, meditation is truly 
definitely the go-to for like everything. Um, but for some people that may not be their jam and that's totally okay. I mean, there's not a one size fits all when it comes to your spiritual journey. And for me, I define manif divine manifestation as personal development, soul, soul growth. And, um, that's really like the best way that I can describe it because you're in the space of where I teach manifestation. I talk about the power of your, your thought, the power of your, the words that you speak, the power of the energy that you hold in your body and your emotions, all of that, are, that's all self-development. It's all soul growth. Um, and so when I'm, when I get someone in and they're, they're like, when I have a client that comes in, in to work with me, it's really just feeling kind of where they are in their, in their journey and meeting them where they are. So it's not, like I said, it's not a one size fits all. Yeah, and I totally agree with that because some people do enjoy meditation, but some other people might just want to sit down in nature or it yeah, can be and that's, Raiden, can yes. be a form of meditation. I think sometimes, especially in the wellness area now, people kind of think of meditation as sitting like a monk and being still and being all zen. But it's not all the time like that because we have busy lives. We have so much mm -hmm. to do. But I think yeah. if you're creating space in whatever way feels right for you and showing up consistently in your life, that's all you need to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And there, there are many different forms of meditation. Uh, and so it's really just finding the form that, that works best for you. You know, I, I am one of those people that likes to sit. I've got this big, this huge chair couch thing that I sit in and, and I just zone out to, in my meditation. But some people prefer to, like you said, go sit in the forest, go sit in nature. And I do that too. I mean, there are, if I'm, I look, I live in the desert. Um, there are, you know, if I'm in a space where I'm traveling and I'm like, gosh, I'm really feeling inspired right now to go sit out in next to that tree and just touch the tree and just feel the life of that tree and, and um, be grateful for whatever. I go into my like hippie mode. Right. But, um, but uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just me. It's wherever you are in your path and whatever call and resonates with you. And there's movement meditation. I mean, if you, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, like Tai Chi, Qigong, um, even just going for a walk and just, just taking deep breaths, that's a form of meditation. Yeah. With so many. So just seeing what works with you and going with the flow, I guess. And I love how also you say like with visualization, with some people starting out with a vision board um, and there's no right or wrong answer for this, but it can be so powerful. And I think in doing these techniques and tips that we've talked about today, it's really um, strengthening that muscle. Yeah. Yes. And Absolutely. I think that more that we do this, the more that we can tune in with it and get it to work for us instead of like resistance. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, I'm all about experiential. I want to feel it in my being, in my body. And so uh, that's why I mentioned, you know, with the car, like when I was, when I was manifesting my car, like I would rent a car, I would actually physically do something that was experiential. Um, but, but having things around you that support your vision and your dreams and your goals is really powerful because it does begin to work on a more subconscious level as well. So um, making sure that the things that you surround yourself with in your office or in your home, that they are empowering things that do support where you are looking to go in your life. Um, you know, even, I mean, you could, we could get as detailed as the color of your walls, um, mm. as the clutter in your room. I mean, I, I talk about that stuff as well. Um, what I call setting your environment up for success, because all of that influences 
influences you. Yeah, um, all the things around you to. Yeah, I was talking about this the other day, actually, and just saying, like, how I kind of wanted to have things around the house and the office that really um, inspired me or lit up my soul. And it can be little Mm -hmm. things as, like, your cup and saucer when you get a cup of tea because all of these things are lighting you up. And the more that you have these around, the more that they inspire you and keep you on that momentum of um, going into your heart space, I really think, and your soul space. And I also love how you touched upon embracing the soul through the body because I think we are a soul but we are in our physical body mm-hmm. and we are a mother earth so it's so beautiful that you align that with this life experience yeah yeah you know we we are divine beings but we're also human at the same time and it's so and t- um, it's so important to touch upon because you probably notice this too like it's so easy for people to kind of get lost in the spiritual world and they really need to like ground themselves and come back to earth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm one of those people. Like it's a constant space for me to remind myself, Jen, you're still human. And I'm like, dang it. I just want to go float around in the clouds and like meditate all day. Yeah. Um, and really just grounding myself. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just the process. It's just a, it is the path. It's a journey. Um, so yeah, it's just honoring where you are. Yeah. And Jen, I also just want to ask you, because I know you've done a lot of work with this and I'm so intrigued, but can you just share a bit about the, I think you call it the Akashic records. Is that how you say it? Mm, Yeah. Akashic, Akashic Akashic. records. Yeah. So I want to know what are they and how do they help you and other people on their journey? Yeah. So, so I, you know, I, I was really kind of fascinated by the Akashic records because um, I, it was one of those synchronistic things where I kept hearing about them. Um, it kept popping up in my, in my world. And so I was like, what is this? <laughs> so basically the, the Akashic records they say is if you could, if you kind of almost like imagine like an energetic, like a, a like a, it, so it's not a real place, uh, like a, like a library where information about our soul's path is held. Um, and there are also, they say that there are keepers of Akashic records, like guides and so forth. Um, and so there are people that can access by tuning in and channeling the, someone's soul's record. Um, and that, that could very well be like in the, from the past, um, it's not like a psychic thing where you're like, I'm going to tell you your future or nothing like that. Um, but it also can touch into different lineages, different generations. Um, and, and it's, it's like the allness. It kind of taps into like the allness of who you are, not just in this lifetime, but your soul. Um, mm. So, so maybe past lives that you've, you've experienced and so forth. Um, so it's it, the way that I practice it is this was, it was interesting because it was when I, when I went through the training and certification, it was something that I was already doing in my meditation. I just didn't know that that's what there was a name for it. I was like, Oh, cool. Like I'm already kind of doing this. Um, there was just this, you know, there were just slightly different, like, um, there's a prayer that they use with the Akashic records. Um, like there's a closing prayer. Um, I, I mean, I was, I wasn't doing that cause I didn't know until I learned that this is the praying process for the Akashic records, but, um, it's a really beautiful space. That, that I, in the form that I practice it, to empower you. Um, when, I, when I do uh, an Akashic record reading for, for someone, it's really important to me that I, I give them the information that is given, um, that I have permission to share, but then also to empower that person and help them move forward with that. Because mm. a lot of times if you're like given all this information, you're like, uh, awesome, but what am I going to do? How do I do anything with that? Yeah, so um, true. I, I, I then 
draw upon like my, you know, my certifications and skills as a coach, as a mentor, as a guide, and I support them in moving them forward. Um, in, in what was given to them, what's what they feel most called and resonant with at that moment. Um, so, so yeah, it's just a really beautiful space for you to energetically connect to all of that is, and specifically a person's path and their journey, past, present, and future. And if we go into like the quantum physics of things, it could be like multidimensional, there's no time or space. Um, yeah, it kind of, can get, it can seem complicated. Um, but let's just stick with our definition right now of just like accessing someone's soul's record. Yeah. So interesting. And do you feel Jen that when you access this, it's kind of like tapping into past lives and the information that comes through. And when you're recalling this information to your clients, do you feel it's messages or that reminders of them that they've got this and they can, their soul already knows their path for them, so to speak? Yes. Um, it's really important that, thank you for, for saying that, because it's really important that I note and I, I tell people when I, if I, if I work with them, look, look, girlfriend, this is not information that you don't know yourself. Mm. This is not information that you cannot access yourself. Again, I have just tuned and worked out a muscle and toned a muscle a bit more that perhaps maybe you're, you're kind of in the thick of it and all you see is just like the fog around you. I can see clearly what you already know. And mm-hmm. so I'm just here to support you in that. I'm not here to like deliver any, I'm not trying to be someone's guru. I'm not trying to be someone's like, you know, anything other than just your sister in your journey to support you where you need support. Um, and so that's really important to say that um, because I said, because you, you already have all the answers that you, that you need for your soul's path inside of you. You've already got access to that. And the things that we've talked about today with meditation, visualization, manif- divine manifestation, they're all tools to support you in your journey and along your path. Um, back to remembering your true essence, remembering the who you really are and how freaking amazing and divine you already are. And you know, on average, I would say that the messages are almost always the same. Um, the one that I hear, because I'm so tuned into this energy of love, it's of either self-love, um, love, love is always a huge part of it. Um, the, the disease of I am not enoughness. Um, mm. there's a lot of that as well. Um, having the answers, you've already got the answers. You already know what you need to do. Um, those are very, there's a lot of very similar arcing themes that, um, that I receive all, all over. Like they're, they're constant, <laughs> they're constantly repeating <laughs> themselves because when it comes to like spirituality, like spirits, simple. It's the human condition. It's the human humanity of us that makes stuff hard and complicated. And so if I can then just be a, a, like a, a space for someone to lean into so I can help you uncomplicate things to bring you back to the basics of what our humanity really is, is love and connection and community and service and gratitude. Like, cool. I am, it's my pleasure to support myself and anyone else that, that feels called to work with me um, and, and who's in my life or whatever, whatever. So that's what it's all about. I love that, Jen. And I think you just wrapped it up perfectly to the end of our podcast today. Yeah. Awesome. So thanks so much for joining me today, today Jen. It's Thank been you. amazing. You gave us so much amazing tips, techniques on manifestation. Loved hearing about your journey and everything. So thank you again for joining us and to keep shining your beautiful light into this world. 
I hope you enjoyed the episode guys of me and Jen talking all about manifestation and I'd love to hear what your favorite part of the podcast was and what your intention is for 2018. So make sure you head on over to the Fidencia Soul Sisters group on Facebook and I'd love to connect with you in there. So thanks again for listening.